Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of UnKT Rose. We're grateful that you've taken some time out every day to join us. Please take a moment, sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and allow yourself to be inspired by yet another amazing soul that we're going to get to meet today on this journey that we're on. My name is Stacy Johnston. Honored to be here with you, and equally as honored, as always, to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great. It is a beautiful day, and everybody at my house is happy and healthy, and so I'm great. How are you? I, the same. You know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine this morning earlier, and, and we were talking about all the... She used to work for an airline, fellow customer service agent. And she said, you know, I'm so glad right now that I am not getting on an airplane. So we were just talking about all the chaos that seems to be going on in the flight industry right now, right? People trying to get places, getting all the things going on. And I, I took a moment to think to myself, wow, before the end of this day, I'm going to travel to Utah, to Texas, and to Switzerland, and I don't have to deal with any of that. I, I get to be educated and enlightened and learn and meet some amazing people and never have to leave my living room. So I think I'm going to own that for gratitude right now. I, I'm so grateful that that's what I get to do today. How about you? I will take visiting Switzerland and not having to go through TSA any day. <laughs> Me too. Rides 108 degrees outside. I want to stay home. Yeah. Got now I'm playing. Well, let's get this show under wraps today. We have a underway. We have a wonderful lady joining us from Geneva, Switzerland. Miss Nicole Weir, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? We are well. Blessed and gracious that you have decided to join us today. So, how about you kick us off? Tell us who is Nicole. What do you do? How come you do that? And how can people connect with you? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. I feel very excited and very blessed to be able to connect with you from Switzerland and get a little bit of taste of Texas over there. So, um, <laughs> so I am an author. I'm an artist. I'm also a coach. And every once in a while, I like to consider myself a little bit of a play wizard because I love designing games for people to discover themselves and discover the world we live in. Um, I've spent the last 12 years uh, coaching mainly teams up until the moment where the pandemic hit. And I used to love designing games for people to connect at a deeper level and to really go down that rabbit hole of that power of play for that connection, for the communication, and just to experience something very different. And so now I'm using this, you know, knowledge of play and this interest for play to reconnect people to play, to play with life, to play with the universe, to play um, every day because it's such a powerful tool so that, you know, they can have a hopefully more interesting and, you know, improved human experience in this wild and crazy world that we live in. You know, I have a I have an appreciation for that. A couple of years ago, before we moved to back to Texas, I had an opportunity to work on a pueblo, and um, an Indian pueblo. And when I got there, it, it was we were I was working with a behavioral health agency, and we were going to you know coach through some purpose 
and it didn't take me but a couple hours to recognize that we, in fact, had a language barrier. Okay? There were only four people in the class whose primary language was English, and everyone else's primary language in the class was Karis, which was the, the, the language of the village. Right? I, didn't, I, I was nothing. My Karis is zero. Right? And so after we recognized that, then we really had a different level of communication, and I had 10 lessons to teach. And so for all 10 of the lessons, I brought a game instead. And we used the game to communicate, right? Everybody knew what it was to put a puzzle together, right? And so when we, we wrote the puzzle together, we wrote instructions on the back of the puzzles and questions on the back of the pieces. And as they answered the questions and someone translated and we learned from each other, then we got to put the puzzle together and saw how it all went together in the end. And, but watching them play as adults, very different level of communication. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it, it's quite um, impressive. Uh, what got me into play was learning um, this methodology called Lego Series Play. And it was just amazing to see how getting a bunch of people around a table playing with Lego, but with a methodology would open up not only the communication, but the engagement. You know, all of a sudden, everybody was there fully in the room. Rather than, you know, sitting back and, and thinking, oh, somebody's chatting away and I'm not interested or somebody's, you know, presenting something on some slides. Everybody was so engaged. Everybody was so curious about the others that it just brought the whole level of creativity and the whole level of communication and, and ideas, you know, that could come to life in the room to such a high level. Um, it just left me like flabbergasted and that's you know and I think because we play as children right so um, it's this natural ability nobody has to learn how to play we know how to do it it's so innate that um, right. everybody feels like they're they're competent you know in that domain right we've, we've done it for so long we've just forgotten to use it as adults and it's such a shame I, I so get that right I might not understand the spreadsheet but I can play jacks with you Right, all day. You know, it's, it's another example when we when we did the thing, like everybody had to participate in the leapfrog. Right, so we we picked games, like you said, that everyone was inclusive. We did an exercise with Play-Doh, and we had everyone just make one basic shape on a tray with a piece of Play-Doh, and then we would okay. Now we passed it to the next person, and we did it till your Play-Doh came back to you, and it was a chance to see what just one person's addition could do to the base, right? So when it came back to you, it was amazing to see what people had created out of your shape. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's so powerful. It's, the, it, all the barriers are, you know, dropped. We don't have all these barriers up to protect ourselves or to, to, to worry about what we look like. It's, it's so innate that, um, you know, everybody just joins in and it's such a nice vibration as well because it's everybody in this joyful mood rather than you know scared or worried about what people are going to think play just takes over right 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 does beautiful things so cassie let me bring let's bring you into this conversation right here as a mother of three young children and a coach yourself talk to me about how play and that concept relates to you I think so from a coaching perspective, right, a lot of the people that I deal with are in recovery. And when I was going through treatment myself, one of the things that 
my counselor brought up numerous times was when the little girl heals, the woman shows up, right? So you have to get back to that child and get comfortable with that inner child and get comfortable with yourself again and learning to be silly and learning to play. So it's very important, I think, for 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 any aspect of recovery is to be back on that level of comfort. As a parent, I, you know, I'm not the the sit on the ground and play with cars. I, I never have been, right? I'm not the super playful, super playful mom, but my kids have got the most incredible imaginations, right? So I think that, you know, allowing them to wake up in the morning and dress up as the Hulk and then a princess and then, you know, whatever throughout the day does nothing for them but build their confidence, right? Because if they're comfortable being who they are in whatever planet they're on at that moment, it's just, it's good for their soul. Beautiful. Nicole, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, the inner child is such a powerful part of us. Um, You know, we we tend to forget about it because at some point somebody told us we're supposed to grow up and that it's, you know, child play is over and now things are serious. And at that moment, we kind of lose that that playful energy, which is, for me, play is... um, exploration without expectation right it's it's you go out and you just do and you try and whatever happens everything is good right there's no there's no failure there's no wrong every time once in a while maybe you scrape your knee or something and you need a bit of a kiss on it but you know you go back out there and you just keep exploring but with this pressure of um, expectation from society parents whoever or even you know expectations of the self uh, everything becomes so serious that we don't allow ourselves to play anymore. And I think that's where, um, you know, fear comes in. That's where limiting beliefs come in. That's where we start sabotaging ourselves. And it's such a shame. But the inner child has so many answers and has so much courage. And it's true, if we do want to heal as a, as an adult, it starts, you know, with the healing of the inner child and, and giving it that space and permission to to be, to be present to be with us um, and to be heard uh, as adults and to be, you know, allow it to, to come back into our lives. So I, I love, I love the, um, the story and, and what Kathy was talking about in that respect, because it, it is a really, really fundamental element of healing. Um, and if we can leave, let our children play as long as possible and, and even encourage them to keep playing as adults, which is what I do with my children who are 24 and 25, you know, when they're in a, in a bit of a dip and, and wondering what to do, I think, well, just play with it. Just, you know, you got nothing to lose. Just give it a go. It doesn't matter what happens. 
and I can just feel how their energy shifts in that moment and sort of like, oh, yeah, that's right. Why, why, is, why does this feel so heavy and important? Uh, you know, it's just an experience. Um, I know it's not always that easy, but when there is space for that, I think if we can pull that energy in, it, it can, you know, really shift things for us. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love, I love how play, yeah, you're right, we were, we're taught to grow up in a, it's fun to watch adults play, you know, we go back to that safety of playing. Mm. And Kathy's right, her, her kids have some pretty phenomenal imaginations. So yeah, let me ask you for, for those who okay. might listen to this and think that I'm I'm a cruel mom because I didn't sit on the floor and play with cars, I did it on purpose, right? I didn't fully engage my children's attention 24 hours a day because I wanted them to be able to think for themselves. I wanted them to be able to entertain themselves and to use their imaginations, right? Because if you feel a child's day constantly with activities and things that catch their attention and you are the source of that entertainment, it makes it hard. A lot harder than it should be. So, I'm not cruel. There was a method to my madness. (laughs) (laughs) Always. You have great kids. You have great kids. So, Nicole, let's ask you another question. If you had to define the word hero, how would you do that? Um, I would, well, let's put it this way. I, I've, I've met a lot of heroes in my lifetime, and they're not the ones that, you know, I would have uh, called heroes. Let's put it this way. Heroes in the olden days for me were very different from the heroes that I see today. So I used to consider heroes people that were maybe in the public eye, like, uh, um, you know, who, who had some kind of role um, that I found, um, you know, inspiring. Now my heroes are very often either my clients, my kids, people who are determined to live the life in as much alignment as possible, um, no matter what people around them will say. So typically, if they just have something that's really driving them, even though, you know, people are discouraging them or or filling them with fear because, you know, their surroundings have their own fears and they're sort of putting their baggage on them to actually put that thing aside and say, no, I'm I'm doing this. I want to do this because it feels right and I don't care what anybody else says. Um, And those are the people that I really look up to because it takes a lot of courage and a lot of energy to go you know, and, and really believe in yourself and go and do it. And very often these are, you know, people I see coming to me as clients and they walk away with, you know, so much energy and courage to go and do what they do that I sit there thinking, oh my God, they're so inspiring. (laughs) I should go and do that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I love to see that inspiration. So who, who fits that hero description for you that you've met? Just the people you work with? Um, well, yeah, people I work with, uh, I mean, I can give you an example. I was in, um, when I was doing team building events just before COVID, for example, you know, we do these events and there'd be 20 people in the room. And at the end of, of this one particular series of events, I would 
invite anybody who felt the need and the desire to work on something uh, in that group, uh, but that was, you know, on themselves, but with that group present, that they should let it be known. And every time somebody stood up and said, yes, I would like to work on something within the circle. And this one woman, for example, said she had a really hard time with uh, people coming up and touching her and getting close to her. And she wanted to overcome that. And I thought, wow, you know, um, we have half an hour left and there are 20 people in the room and, and you're coming with something so personal that nobody else seemed to know about. And this was a daycare center, so people working in this daycare center, and nobody knew about this. And she wanted to work on this this thing about, in, you know, a closer connection to people and overcoming that that distance gap. And I was just so touched by her courage and vulnerability to to tackle this in that moment. And and we did, and it was the the, the outcome was amazing. But I think it was mainly because she was just determined that this was the moment, this was the time, and these were the people that were present that she wanted there to work on this. And so, you know, we're just catalysts. We're just here to to give that little nudge, to give that little helping hand. But when that energy comes through that these people want to do this, you know, they can move mountains. And um, at the end of it, she was, you know, she would come up and, and touch people. And, and it was just an amazing thing to to witness and so um yeah she's just one of many examples i think that's beautiful that's a that's a big thing to overcome yeah it it Um, was yeah Hmm. so let me ask you let me ask you another question if you could go back to 18 or 20 year old Nicole, what would you tell her? Um, I, I would tell her not to grow up, um, not, not to fall into the trap. You know, there's the saying we like to say, don't grow up, it's a trap. And that's what I'd be saying. Because when I became an adult and I got the job and then I became a mom and, you know, everything was about responsibility. Everything was about all these serious things in life. And I think I lost a lot of my playfulness. I lost that, that um, part of my being, you know, uh, I was constantly trying to manage other people's emotions, um, other people's reactions and expectations that I lost myself in the process and I lost my desire to play. And so when I reconnected with play, it was like, oh my God, what what have I done for the last twenty years? Why, you know, why did that disappear? And you know, everything that came with it. So, I would just warn myself that this whole concept of um, the serious life, the grown-up life, is really just a construct based on the fear of, you know, our ancestors and whoever, and that it doesn't have to be that way. I agree wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. We had a, a conversation recently and we were talking about, you know, when when is it that you stop, right? You stop imagining and you stop playing. And, you know, I said, I think it's around the time people stop telling you you can be anything you want to be and they start telling you, 
accept that because that's not going to make any money. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Right. That's not a real job. That's not serious. So I think that is when the the sucking of the trap starts. (laughs) It it is a lot about money, right? It's about, oh, yes, but you can't live from that. Or how do you imagine, you know, paying your rent with that? And I think it's, I work a lot with young people now who are either starting university or in the middle of university or coming out of university um, who have these questions about choices and, and who feel a huge pressure. And there's nothing more there's nothing sadder than hearing somebody say, oh, I just, you know, got my master's degree in law so that I'd make my parents happy. And now I want to do what I want to do, but I don't know what that is. Um, You know, just sort of that, that weight of that's what you've done for the last five years is just make your parents happy. And, um, you know, it, I just find it so, so sad that these young people felt the need to conform you know, that we've put so much pressure, not only as parents, but as a whole society on them, that if they don't get these degrees, they won't be able to pay their rent, um, that they won't be able to create the life that they want for themselves. I, I, you know, I think it's it's such a sad, sad state to be in. And I think there's, there's a huge amount of baggage uh, in the world right now that we really need to uh, release. Um, not just from our parents' generations, but from many, many, many generations back. You know, these fears still linked to survival. Um, a lot of them are just so limiting. And they, they're they the ones that kick that inner child out. As you said, you know, it's, oh, okay, there's no more room for play. There's no more room for imagination. There's no more room to truly just be that superhero I want to be. So in that case, well, I'll become an accountant and, uh, you know, make my parents happy because I can't make myself happy. And, uh, and it's not surprising that people go, and go through, you know, midlife crises and things like that because we're so far away from that, that dream that was, you know, sold to us when we were little. Oh, if you work hard at school, you'll be able to do the studies you want. And then, you know, once you've done those studies, you'll be able to have the, the job you want. And, you know, apart from that and that job, but, you know, you can still have that job. And, that, and then getting there and saying, I, I did what I was supposed to do and I'm still not happy. What happened? Right? Yeah. And um and then we have to get rid of all that stuff and learn to reconnect to this some form of playful energy in order to let our imagination uh, roam a bit so that we can believe, you know, believe that maybe we can do something else. Maybe we can still be happy. Maybe we can still find that thing that's going to light us up. It's a long journey to come back from. It is indeed. It is indeed. And I think, you know, I think, Nicole, I don't know about you, but for me, I think that's where a lot of my, my, my coaching or my, or my, it comes from is when people get into that place where they go, okay, now, wait a minute. I've lost myself in this whole dance, right? I know that I was here for, I have a thing to do and that, I've played someone else's game and danced someone else's dance for so long. I don't even know how. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, I love to see that aha moment, right? I taught dancing for so many years. And one of the things I loved the most about it was the moment when that little girl realized she could, in fact, do it. Exactly. That, hmm. And I think that's what I love about coaching, that moment when 
the people that you work with realize they have that aha moment of a realization of I can. I can write the story. I can take the bow. Yeah. Yeah, I still have that child within me somewhere. I haven't spoken to it in many years, but it's still there and it's still excited. And maybe, maybe, maybe I can still bring it out and do what I really wanted to do. And yeah, Amen. that moment of hope, that moment of realization where all is not lost and I don't have to reinvent myself. I just have to remember to remember right. who I was. I remember what, you know, really excited me and, and just put that, you know, little flame, just blow in that little flame so that it gets bigger and bigger. Give it a bit of oxygen. And yeah, yeah all sorts of things can happen. Absolutely. We interviewed a beautiful lady one day and, and her statement of wisdom to the world was, it's not over yet. Right now. Mm-hmm. Now is the time. Not over with. Uh, so powerful for some people to believe it. Yeah, now is the time. It's not over, right? Yeah. All, all the things you've done up to this moment have been defined as have just designed you into what's next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, let's go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, absolutely. You know, this it's not over yet, so never give up. Just don't give yeah. up. Amen. All right, that takes me to our last and final question. Let me ask you this. Um, let me start by saying this way. Nicole, I hope that you recognize that you probably stand as a hero to more people than you recognize in a day. So thank you for the role that you play in, you know, in the space that you provide for people. Uh, right? I, I'm honored to have met you and to share this space with you. So with your crown on and your cape firmly in place, this is your moment, right, to stand as a hero. What's your one line of wisdom to the world? What's your T-shirt say? Oh, thanks so much. Well, my mother always said never give up, and it's true that that's something I do tend to say as well. Um, you know, it's okay to doubt, but doubt the world, doubt the surroundings, don't doubt yourself. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that's beautiful. Doubt the world, doubt your surroundings, yourself. Ooh, beautiful. Beautiful. Cassie, where does that take you? I think that's a pretty solid piece of advice, right? No matter what's going on around you or who's around you or what's going on, staying true to yourself and being honest with yourself. Yourself. We had a lady on our show not long ago, and she said, yourself is the only person you're with 24-7, 365. Yeah. And if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to? Mm. So, I appreciate that beautiful segment ladies I have so enjoyed this conversation I could keep having it all day I feel like we could talk about lots and lots of things but with respect to you Nicole in the end of your day in the, the middle of hours we're going to find a way to wind down I would like our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up if we can serve you in some way if you want to have a chat with us or if you just need someone to talk to we're interested in what you have to say please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Nicole, thank you again for your time. I'm so glad that after all the time we finally made this connection. I appreciate your time and your due diligence to stay tenacious with us on it, and thank you so much for joining us today. Well, Kathy, how would you like me. to start? You're welcome. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? You know, with a challenge, and I think I've said this on the show before we've talked about you know, reconnecting with your inner child. And one of the suggestions that I was given was to 
write a letter to yourself with your non-dominant hand. Mm. So my challenge for our audience is to do that very thing. Mm. Because you'll be shocked when you write the letter. It, it, it looks like a child. Beautiful. Mm. So. Mm. I love it. I love your challenges, Cassie. They're so simple and they're so profound. And I feel like they would change so many things for people if they would just take a moment and take the challenge. Right? I hope they do. Nicole, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? Oh, I would like to leave them with the energy of joy. You know, we always talk about love as a powerful vibration, but joy is even a higher vibration, and it's easy to access when you access your inner child and just that that playful energy. So I'd love to leave them with a bit of energy of joy and just um, a reminder to connect and tune into that vibration every once in a while. 